What's good guys and welcome to another episode of Mini Logic. It's Zeno here and today I'm going to be talking about who is the best under 22 player. I know right, under 22. So far in the attacking department, the midfield department and in the defensive department of the Premier League. Now, it's only fair to divide the players by positions, simply because of the fact that defensive players traditionally don't get shine and there are definitely youngsters out there who are doing impactful things on defence currently in the Premier League, but don't get the shine that they deserve. When looking at who might be the best youngster in England's top division, people always think of the likes of Phil Foden, Bukayo Sako, Sako, Saka, Mason Greenwood and Callum Hudson-Odoi. You notice what they all have in common, right? They're all attacking players. Not many people sing Wesley for Farnas praises, but I guess Leicester fans might prefer it this way. Obviously, putting another good performance against Sheffield United, but it's Sheffield United, eh? They're in complete crisis right now. Nonetheless, let's get it on. Obviously, despite what I just said, I'm going to evaluate the forwards first, then the midfield players second, and then lastly, defenders. I will evaluate them on the normal key metrics and, of course, interject with my own views before I've seen so far through my own eyes. Yes, I watch, I've probably watched every single Premier League game this season apart from a few midweek ones. Every player mentioned and evaluated have played 15 plus games in Premier League so far this season, just to make it fair. And obviously, normally you're talking about under 21s and all this stuff. Why talk about under 21s when 21 year olds are basically the same as 20 year olds? You know, I could keep going on saying 22 years are the same as 21 year olds, but we're not going to go that far. It just needed to be a, a correct age range for the quality and for the pool of players. And even then, even when I raised the age level up by one, the pool was more difficult to actually still collect players from. But obviously, we managed to find some players. Now, on to the forward players. Let's go through the five players that have been selected. Saka, said it right this time, Pedro Neto, Hudson Odoi, and Greenwood. When going on to Squawker's comparison matrix, powered by Opta, by the way, and um, comparing the five players, shout out to um, Squawker, by the way, and Opta. This is a beautiful comparison tool. The link to the matrix is going to be in the description, so if you guys want to do your own comparisons, you can do so. It looks like that there's only one winner based on the stats that were chosen, and it's the one player I predicted, Pedro Neto. A low-key signing for Portuguese, from Portuguese side SC Braga after being a loner SS Lazio, the recently turned 21-year-old winger has quickly made a name for himself at Wolverhampton Wanderers. This season he has, he has established himself as one of Wolves' key players, offering superb ball-carrying and dribbling abilities. He's completed, he's completed the second-highest amount of dribbles and players' dribble pass for his team. You already know who's first of both categories, <coughs> Traore, and not make more players than anyone else. Back to the comparison, and it can be seen that although he has played more games than everyone else in the comparison, he has the most goals out of the four, he's got five, tied with Saka, most assists with five, the most chances created with 57, almost doubled the player in second, Saka, who's only created 27 chances in five less matches. In addition, he has also had the highest pass accuracy and crossing accuracy, as well as the most take-ons completed per 90 minutes. The statistical domination here is nuts. It's insane. I've seen him put in sensational performances against Chelsea, Crystal Palace and Southampton. And I know that so far he's probably having the best season of his promising career. Even though Wolves are maybe not having the best of seasons in comparison to the couple of years they had before this one. Probably powered by the fact that Raul Jimenez, the main man up front, has been missing. And maybe Neto would have been able to thrive even more around him. He's even played a game and scored for his country this season. For Portugal. The, the, the numbers don't lie. Pedro Neto has been the best under-22 attacker this season. 
But Arsenal's golden child, Bukai Saka, is definitely one to watch. A player already shining for a side who has established themselves as a mid-table force, a solid mid-table force. Establishing himself as the Gunners' most creative player. More goal-creating and shot-creating actions than any other Arsenal player this season. I'm hoping Oreo can contain the boy on Sunday, but he's got huge promise, as much as I hate to admit it. Obviously, Sunday has passed, and Oyo didn't even effing play. Hmm. But he was contained. He didn't do much. But Tottenham still lost. Arsenal managed to win. But it's still 10th. But I'm not getting, I'm getting off topic here. Let's focus. Now, there's been numerous times this season where Saka has shown way more exuberance and enthusiasm than any other Arsenal player and has been the sole driving force on many occasions for his side. The war talent is there to see. But at this particular moment in time, no other two under-22 attacker is better than Pedro Neto. He's just a complete package. He can do what Saka does, but arguably a bit better. But you can say that he has a couple years ahead of him, and we'll see how they grow. Now, onto the midfielders. The four players within contention at the moment are Phil Foden, Curtis Jones, Dwight McNeil, and Conor Gallagher. Now, this particular position is the main reason why the age threshold is under-22 and not under-21, because there are not many under-21 midfielders playing an important side playing an important side for Premier League side this season. Sorry, that was my mistake. I mean, there's not many under-21 midfielders playing an important part for Premier League side this season. The likes of Jacob Ramsey and Emil Smith-Rowe seem like promising players, especially Smith-Rowe, but they just haven't played a lot of matches this season. Ramsey has only made three starts the entire league season, and that's only because Grealish has been injured. Therefore, to make sure that it's a fair contest, the threshold had to go up in terms of age. As a result of that, two of the most underrated English talents can be now included. Dwight McNeil of Burnley and Conor Gallagher of Chelsea, currently alone at West Bromwich Albion. Obviously, McNeil is regarded as Burnley's star players, as one of Burnley's star players, but he isn't mentioned in the same breath as the other young players at other clubs, despite being much more considered for, being much more consistent for a longer period of time, having made his debut in the 2017-18 season. Anyways, let's look at what the statistical comparison brings us. It brings a definitive fact. These are all different players playing in different roles and positions. Foden is primarily an attacking midfielder even though he has played a lot of minutes on the wings. Curtis Jones and Conor Gallagher are both central midfielders, box to box. And McNeil is exclusively a left midfielder. I've never seen this guy play anywhere else apart from left midfield. The, there will be stats that can definitely be compared between the four players. But it isn't going to be as clear cut as it was with attacking slash forward players. You notice I didn't even mention Hudson or Greenwood's name because it just didn't seem to work the time. I'll tell you something quickly though now before I continue with the midfield analysis. Hudson, although he did dominate the per 90 stats, but he did play the least in the amount of games, hence why I didn't want to go into that and talk about it. Returning back to the comparison matrix with the midfielders, it can be seen that when the four players have been compared, that it's much closer. Curtis Jones and Phil Foden both lead in eight of the 25 stats chosen, and McNeil in five and Gallagher in four. Talent-wise, we all know that Phil Foden has the potential to become a superstar in the footballing world and he's lucky to be playing with world-class ballers, which can only help quicken up his development. The opposite applies to McNeil, who's been grafting at Burnley but has established himself as one of the best crossers of the ball in the league. He's currently 8th in crosses attempted in the league, 78, even though that number's probably gone up because obviously these stats have not been updated to the weekend games, and more impressively, 3rd in crosses completed in the 18-yard box. Therefore, it's no surprise that no one in this quartet can match his 6.6 crosses per game. He also has the highest take-ons completed, and based on Burnley's style of play, you already know what my guy's game is about. Beating his man and getting the ball into the box. Classic, traditional, good old-fashioned football, the way Sean Dyche likes it. Now, I wonder what numbers, what his numbers would look like at Man City. 
Hmm. Let's not get into hypotheticals, eh? Let's focus on the here and now, the reality. And that's the fact that Foden is probably the most precocious English talent right now. And his numbers support that. Because he's combined 11 goals and assists in the league this season. It's the same amount as the other three players combined. Com-damn-bind. The Stockport Messi is making this presence felt in a world-class, expensively assembled team as a homegrown talent. A rarity for Man City, with the Arab billions always at the ready to solve any problems and fill any holes. For, for once, when the elegant Spanish attacking midfielder David Silva left, the money wasn't needed as Foden has been asked to fill his position in, in, in the squad. And he's definitely taken his chance. He's definitely on track to match the numbers Silva put up last season. He's already got... He's already matched... Silver's six goals in five less appearances, but he needs to get his creativity up. He's only got five assists, but he's got plenty of more games to catch up. But he's got somewhere to go in terms of consistency. Despite the fact that Foden's 0.81 goal creating actions per game is only second to the creative campaign, Kevin De Bruyne. But David Silva had 0.99 goal creating actions per game last season, which is basically one a game. With more experience, he's only going to become a world-class creator with this type of team around him. Even though I think McNeil is closer to Foden's level than people think. By the way, did you see his goal against Everton on Saturday? That's evidence of what he could become once he starts taking more risks and starts shooting more. Foden's still the best under-22 midfielder in the Premier League, though. He's still the best the league has to offer. Now, continuing on with Foden, he has put in more wonderful, plenty of wonderful performances in some of the biggest games the league has to offer. E.g. Liverpool Anfield sticks out to the minds of many and Chelsea at Stamford Bridge is definitely up there. His mixture of decent productivity and turning up in the biggest of matches as a 20-year-old for a top team simply makes him the best youngster at the moment, bar none. But remember what Guardiola said about him, even though he's definitely, it's definitely hyperbole because um, Messi, saying that he's the most talented player he's ever watched. If a manager of Guardiola's ilk is saying those things about you, you must be special. Right now, he's on a path to greatness. Now, for the defenders, this part definitely won't be in as much detail as the previous two positions, simply because there's not a pool of players to pick from. The shortlist I compiled was of these four defenders, Fofana, Ethan Ampadu, Rayan, Nori, and Reese James. To be real, I don't really see the point in comparing these players, but for the bands, I've done it anyways. <laughs> but we're going to go through them quickly because the results are quite conclusive. For the right-back position, Reese James is the only one to have played 15-plus games in the pool of players. Jaden Bogle's only made 11 appearances for Sheffield United, and Tyrick Lamptey's season has been disrupted by injury, so it would be unfair to compare them with James. As for the left-back position, no one's played 15 matches. The closest were Ray and Eight Nori of Wolves and Tyreek Mitchell of Crystal Palace, who both made 13 appearances. Even though I do remember Mitchell getting very um, much rave reviews earlier on in the season, but I have not seen him since. Maybe he's injured or not being selected anymore. The centre-backs, on the other hand, have some reasonable competition. Fofana, with 18 appearances, probably 19 now, and Ampadu, 21, probably 22, have played 15 games plus, and so has Pascal Stroik of Leeds United, so he deserves some recognition too, so I've added him as a bonus name. On paper, it might seem obvious who is the best centre-back of the three years, right? Fofana has put in some exciting performances for a Leicester team who have been in the top four of the league for the majority of the season, so it must be him, right? Well, let's see. When comparing the three defenders on their statistical output, it's actually closer than you think. Fofana has the highest number of ball recoveries per 90 minutes, 6.1, compared to Strokes 5.8, and Ampadu's 4.9 ball recoveries per 90. 
Moving on to the more essential passing stats for a defender, even though Ampadu has created 11 chances this season, more than Fofana's 4 and strikes 1, Fofana has more forward passes per 90, probably helped by his team style of playing. And Strike has the most passes completed in an opponent's half per 90, probably helped by the fact that he's played as a holding midfielder a few times this season. Strike is the only one of the three to have scored a goal this season against Arsenal in the 4 2 loss. Coming back onto the defensive basics, Ampadu has completed the most tackles per 90, but Fofana is the only player out of the three to have made a last man tackle. On top of that, the young French centre back has contested and won the most area duels per 90, but Ampadu hasn't beat for the percentage of duels won. Ampadu also has the highest number of ground duels attempted and won per 90, as well as the highest percentage of ground duels won. But, 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 Fafana has more clearances and interceptions per 90. It's too close to call. But what's interesting is that Fafana has the better who scored rating. Yes, I know I'm bringing who scored ratings into this, but keep, keep rolling with it. Fafana's who scored rating is at 7.08, compared to Stroik's 6.80 rating, closely followed by Ampadu's 6.79. Obviously, the ratings are always going to correspond with league position, and that's going to help me get to my next point, which is the simple reality is that while Ethan Ampadu's performances and Wesley Fafana's performances are similar in some ways, because, you know, the numbers that they're producing are similar, even though that sometimes isn't the case, in helping contribute to the bigger picture. Fofana's performances are making more impact on winning and churning them out at a slightly more consistent level. Sheffield United are having one of the worst Premier League seasons ever, and Leicester is quite the opposite. This might be the second best season ever in the Premier League. Ampadu is the only player out of the trio to have made an error leading to an opponent's shot on goal, and he did it twice, and he scored an own goal yesterday as well. Nonetheless, it's clear to see that Ampadu can become a very competent defender at Premier League level. That's why he's at Chelsea. But Fofana is already at that level. Already. No doubt he's been helped by the team around him, especially with Wilfred Ndidi, one of the finest holding midfielders around, offering him protection. So to summarise, Pedro Neto is the best under-22 forward, Foden's the best under-22 midfielder, and Wesley Fofana is, just about, the best under-22 defender. We're using stat-based logic and xenologic. I hope you all enjoyed this in-depth analysis on who are the best youngsters in the league right now. Maybe one day I might do something like this concerning the top five European leagues. Who knows? Anyway, that's all for me. See you in the next episode of... Mini Logic.